0: On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safdie for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef Ben Mazal and Shalom Fail Ben Mazal. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. I know the shmat of Raham ben Esther. Ruch Hashem, today we begin. Amen. We begin today's daf. Uh, five lines okay. from okay. the top, and the Gemara says, "Rav Zutra ki avu mechatfe le b'shabeta deregla." When Rav Zutra would enter the Bet Keneset on the Shabbat of the on the Shabbat of the holiday, they, the Gemara says, "Avu mechatfe," and they would carry him. The Rashi explains why. Rashi mechatfei lezakenaya, he was old. The nos'in otto ba'alan ki, they would carry him in his chair, mechatfei him, on their shoulders, bebet ha'midrash, shelo latriya tasimu lakum p'anav. They know not have to stand in front of him. Now, of course, when they carry him in, they have to stand. But the point is, they don't have to stand for so long. Had he walked in, he's walking in very slow, so they would have to stand for a longer time. So they would carry him on their shoulders. So he was receiving a tremendous amount of kavod. I mean, they're carrying the rabbi in on his shoulders. So in order to, you know, not let it, uh, so to speak, get to his head, he would say the following pasuk. Hava amar, kilo le'olam Hosin." which means a person does not endure forever. The And the crown does not last forever. He was trying to remind himself that this kavod is temporary, person's kavod does not last forever, and therefore it would keep him humble. Mm-hmm. Now comes the Gemara continues being doresh, different pesukim, pesuk from Mishle. Se'et <coughs> pene rasha' lo tov. So, the German now is going to explain. Literally means seppen der to show to show a favor to the Rishayim, it's not good. Lotov lehem the it's not a benefit for the Rishayim for the wicked. panim that God gives them favor and benefit in this world. Why? So I give Gemara an example. Lotov Example, it's not good for Achav who is a wicked king. panim that God showed him favor in this world. Shnei emar ya the Pasuk says because uh, Ahav subjugated himself, so the Pasuk says, Lo Avi bi God said, I'm not going to bring the bed in his time and therefore the punishment did not come till much later on now it would have been beneficial for Ahab if the punishment came in his time because then he would have been forced to make teshuvah, and then he would have got but since God delayed the punishment which was a benefit for Ahab, but it was locked off, it's not good for him because as a result the Gemarat Saladin says that Ahab uh, is from the kings that should helik le'olam abba so therefore that benefit of the punishment being delayed was not to him is advantage comes the gemara and continues <laughs> le'atot sadik be'mishpat tovla le'atot sadik ba'mishpat at the end of that passage that we just quoted says uh, le'atot sadik ba'mishpat but the sadik uh, is tilted Mishpat in justice. So the Gebara says, "Tov lahim le tzaddikim. It is good for the tzaddikim that God does not show them favor and benefit in this world. Example, mm-hmm. was beneficial for Moshe, that God was very strict with him in this world in punishing him. Right, God punished Moshe with the hit of the memri uh, when, so to speak, they hit the rock, however, however you want to learn the sin over there, but God punished him. However, Moshe Rabbeinu would have had the emunah that was required by him by God. Their time was not to, their time was not yet to expire, which means Moshe Rabbeinu, died early. Even though he lived to 120, this Qibarah is Kabbalah saying that the reason why he died was God punished him, Ya'anoh That's why you have to die now. Implying what? That if he was I mean, in that story, he would have lived longer. And therefore, you see what? It was to his benefit, again, that what? That he gets punished over here. He gets his uh, sh- shortened life here, but in Alamabah, he gets full measure. So therefore, what's what's bad uh, for the Sadikim? Uh, is 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 good for the uh, tzaddikim, which means that the sha'im it's detrimental for them to receive the benefits in this world, while it's good for the tzaddikim to receive their punishment in this world. Now, the mepaashi, the Tosfot Yom Kippurim asked the question. The Gemara says, when Moshe Rabbeinu says in the Torah, Ben Me'aveh Asim Shana Nukiayom, he says today, 120 years old. What does he mean? Say he says today, to Lelamitcha Shikados God fills the years of the Sadiqim, meaning I lived a full life. According to this Gemini, I lived a full life. His life was curtailed because of the sin. So the Mephaeshim answer, what it means that they live a full life is they live from day to day, which means he was born on Zainadan and he died on Zainadan, which means the years are complete. But really, Moshe never could have lived longer years, but because God was strict with him, like God is strict with the Sadiqim in this world in order to benefit them in the next world. Kavisni Gemini continues. Not only it's not enough that they themselves They benefit their children and all their descendants to the end of generations. Aaron had children that were worthy to be burnt like Nadav which Means even Elazar veItamar also should have been. Burnt, like the you were, Shanaimar and Notarim. The pasuk calls El Hazar the ones that remained. Implying what? That they also should have been punished, but what? That God spared them. So therefore, uh, what was the zikhut that they got spared? El Hazar and Itamar. Ela So you see, in the zechut of Aaron, the zechut of the Sadiq protects his descendants. Not only they themselves are guilty. They uh, cause guilt to the future generation, of descendants. Many descendants of Kena'an, were worthy to have simichah, like the servant of Rabban Gamaliel, whose name was Tobi. The Tosfot explains that Tobi was a tamid hakam, and he was a descendant of... Kena'an. there were many people that were worthy to have such a dignified status, also, but because, But because of their father's iniquity, their father's guilt, the curse that Canaan received, that is going to be in Ya'ibid, so that brought guilt to the rest of the descendants. So you see, of When you have Avot, there's benefit to the future generations, but if not, it can be detrimental. God says, <clears throat> Anybody that's involved in Zikoya Rabbim Which means they uh, do uh, allow or do mitzvot uh, To benefit the uh, rabim, the Sibur, the people, the masses <inaudible> So Borelam protects that person that he will not be prone to come to sin So the mefarshim uh, explain over here On Enhet Liado so it says, what does it mean, So someone is say, what is Rabim? Someone will say even two or three. It's considered Rabim. So you two or three people do mitzvah, you get this benefit. The Mithar um, uh, explain over here that, how is it possible that, what does it mean, So I heard one explanation, is that a person that's involved in Zikui Rabim. He might have to go out now and involve himself with the masses, people that are beneath his level. There's a big chance over here that he's going to get influenced. So the Kibara is giving us a guarantee that somebody that's involved in outreach, somebody's that's involved in Zikoya rabim, God gives him a special measure of protection that he will not fall to come and be involved in sin. Nice. Comes the Kibara and says, somebody that's involved in causing the people to sin, it's almost they don't give him the opportunity to make teshuva. Like the Rambam explains, not that he loses his free will but God does not open up any additional gates of Siatadishmaya for him to come back he has to come back on his own normally God from Shamaim sends an inspiration to come back here once a person is involved in mechatet arabim so so to speak he's on his own Gemara now proves these concepts. So we say what anybody that's a and sin does not come to him. my tama. So Gemara gives a severai here because it wouldn't be right. The guy was Mr. ketan okay. so all the students that he taught and he brought back, they're going to go to G- 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 Ganeiden. What? He's going to be in uh, Ganeam. G- G- because of his uh, sins So therefore Because it wouldn't be right For the teacher to be in Gehinam And the student to be in Gehinam So God protects the teacher From sin So he could also go to Gehinam With the Talmidim Ki ta'azov God will not abandon my soul L'sh'ol to Gehinam Lotiten He will not let the Hasid L'r'ot See destruction See Gehinam. Et ha-rabim Emma speakim Bi-adol Asot Teshuvah But the contrary Anybody that's Mahatid rabim That causes the Sibur to sin They will not let him Make Teshuvah Shiloh yehu Be-gana'edem bet be That's the opposite right, so He shouldn't be sitting In Gana'edem uh, Because he made Teshuvah And all the students That he corrupted Will be sitting in Geinam Should yeh Adam It's got the right language Of the Pasuk Adam Ashuk bedam Nefesh which means literally over here the Pasuk is explained a man guilty of bloodshed will flee unto the pit they will not support him so the way that she says they will not support him first let's read the top that she he's guilty of bloodshed because he caused another soul to be lost because he would cause them to sin Aliyat Mechubo. They're not going to support him from falling into Geynam. They let him fall into the pit. Normally they would, they would support him to stop him from falling in. Here, Alit Mechubo. They let him fall into the pit of Geynam because he was Ma'atid Rabim. Comes the Gemara and continues. Gemara says. Ha'omer, If the person says twice, I'm going to sin and make teshuvah. I'm going to sin and make teshuvah. So he relies on teshuvah as a, an excuse to sin and then they'll just uh, atone for it. So the Gibbana says, Why do you have to say it twice? So the Gibbara says, because the logic over here is when a person repeats a sin, it becomes permissible. What do you mean? It becomes permissible? which means it becomes... Yeah, But now we're bringing it in a different context, gentlemen. Which means, now the Gemara is saying that it's in his mind now, it becomes as if it's permissible. And therefore the Gemara says it twice. Because once already, at that point, when he does it twice in his mind now, He's not going to make teshuvah anymore because already he thinks it's going to be mutad. His brain, since he got accustomed to doing the sin more than once, so therefore that's what it means in the Mishnah. His teshuvah is not accepted because this guy's not going to make teshuvah. Because, bottom line, he thinks already I'm not doing anything wrong. So it's an automatic result of the the fact that the sin was repeated that now he's going to be denied Tishuvah based on Nabunah, Rashi says that Nabunah De Khevan, De Hatat, Rezimne Shuv in Maspikim Bi Adon, Situ Shuvah Levis Shavirat, Dumea, Alav Eter So according to Rashi, it's that once a person has such an attitude that this avirai did is mutar God says I'm not forgiving you anymore Which means one thing if a person makes a sin Then he knows that he did wrong But once a person gets to the level That he does a sin And now in his mind he's thinking eh, There's nothing wrong with it So such a avon of thinking that the mitzvah is muta, the avon is mutar He lost his siyata de From getting Hey teshubah Comes again and says Further the person says, I'll sin. And Yom Kippurim is going to atone. And Yom Kippurim is not. Let us say, Amishnah is not going like Rabbi. Because we have a right, Rabbi, for all the sins in the Torah, which means, according to Rabbi, Yom Kippurim is mechaper on all sins, whether the guy made Teshuvah, or whether the guy did not make Teshuvah, which means Kippur is a powerful day that's mechaper in all cases. Now, our just said over here, Yom mechaper. Why not? According to Rabbi, once Yom Kippur passes, it washes away even people that did not make the Shuvah. Mm-hmm. So it seems that this statement is not congruent with the opinion of Rabbi. Talatikim Gemara says, no, Afilu Tema Rabbi, Agav Shani. What is Agav Shani? That she says, Meahar sha'ala vu so mehlachto enumekape. It's one thing if the guy just doesn't make the shuba. and kippur passes I'll get a tone. But when you come and you rely on kippur to be a cause of sin, meaning you're sinning and you're saying, "Man, I'm about it. Kippur will handle it." Even the Rebbe agrees. Kippur doesn't handle that type of guy. So that's I Shani. When you're basing and you're relying on Kippur, that is different. Even the Rebbe agrees. Rami le Yosef bar Rabbi Abu. So Rabbi Yosef bar asked a question or contradiction to Rabbi Abu. Right, so he said that the averot are between men and men yom kippur is not mechaper. Now we have a pasuk. The pasuk is in Shemuel. This is when uh, Eliakoben was rebuking his children when they sinned. So he says like this to them: "Im yecheta ish la ish." And if a person commits a sin, man to man, "Ben adam la chavero Elohim." So at this point, we're assuming what ufidiloh Elohim—he's going to have to be, he has going to have to appease God, implying what that Ben adam la has to be appeased to God. So therefore, uh, Kippur should atone such a thing, which means Eli was telling his children. If a person sins man to man, how do you reconcile that? Ufililoh Elohim, meaning you appease, you get appeasement from God. So the Gemara says, no, 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 man Elohim. What does Elohim mean in this pasuk? Dayana, it means judges. Which means, uh, Elohim sometimes can mean judges. The Torah uses the word Elohim for judges. And therefore what the pasuk is saying over there, Ufilelo doesn't mean appease. Ufil means you'll go and get judged in court. By judge, meaning you're going to have to settle it uh, in a court. Meaning, let's say a guy stole from his friend, he'll have to go to the court, the court will decide you're guilty, he'll have to pay the money back, which means you have to reconcile it over here. It's not uh, with God. So the Gemara says, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. if that's the case, Ema sefa. Hagelun, the end of that pasuk. Eli continues to rebuke his children. And if a person commits a sin to God, now if you're learning the word, means judge, so at the end of the person you have to learn it the same way. So what is Eli saying? Who's going to judge him? What does that mean? God will judge him. What what, what what does that mean? If, if, if a man commits a sin to God, who's going to judge him? God has many agents that can bring punishment to a person. So the word pilel cannot mean judging. So you have to read the pasuk like this. If a person sinned from man to man, pilelo means, and you appeased your friend. Then what? Elohim yeah. yimhollo. Then God will forgive you. So read the pasuk, Im Kama, Elohim. Then God will give you forgiveness. Vim lashem ish. Yeah. But if a person commits a sin to God, ba'ado, Who's going to be the one that's going to appease for you? Which means, what's the appeasement going to be? How do you appease God? tovim <tishuvah> Nothing else but Teshuvah, repentance and good deeds So therefore, we see that in The Gemara is correct, that what? Ben Adam can only be appeased by Going to the person himself Amar v et Somebody uh, aggravates. aggravates his friends even verbally so he needs to go and appease him. ima <laughs> talking If let's say you guaranteed your friend money which means you, you, you owe him money takarta lazar kapecha and you vowed let's say to your friend's palm that what? you're gonna give him money you owe him money ficha or uh, I think they explained that word You snared him with the words of your mouth Meaning you hurt him verbally So either you monetarily harmed him Or verbally harmed him So Shalom gives advice Do the following and save yourself Because now you have come uh, You have been, come to your uh, f- Literally your friend's palm Lech go hitrapes rapes verahav reicha. So, what does these words mean? Lech hit So, the uh, that she says on the second column. Let's read all of it. Beni like you guarantee different money or you him with words because now you're obligated to your friend's palm let's say regarding the money that you owe him which means go stretch your hand out And pay him, pay him the money And regarding the words, the verbal abuse that you gave him What is Rahav She says Gather a lot of friends In order to go and try to get appeasement So the Shabbat Melech is saying There's only two, two ways you can get the Kapara Either pay the money back or if you verbally uh, harm them, you gotta get friends to try to go with them and get appeasement. Now, how, do you know, how do we know that it's a lot of friends? Because the word Re'echa and the Pasuk that she says is written male. It's written with the yud. And therefore that's Tashon nabim, Many friends. And therefore you have to do that. Imamon to give The explains if you have money to pay him back. Hatelo Pisat Yad. Which means what? Hatelo Pisat Yad. Pay him, of course, but open up your palm. your palm and give him. So that would be hit to the piss. it's like a uh, an acronym. lo pisat yad. But if it's not a monetary issue, if it's a verbal issue, get He got a lot of friends to go to him in order to get the appeasement. The shel adam. The way the appeasement goes is. That you have to appease him uh, three rows, and each row consists of three people, so therefore you have to go three times. Right. right? The first row, I guess, if he doesn't give you mihalal, you go again with uh, three more people, etc. And how do we know this? Shana Imar, the Pasuk says, Yashur al-Anashim, yes. vayomir hatati. Which means, you go bring a row, Yashur, like a, a shura, right? A row of people, and you go to them and say, Khatati, that indeed I have sinned. And then the pasuk continues and says, hey, aviti. you tell them the second time, I corrupted the straight path. Which means, what was straight, I made crooked. And then the third time you tell them, Velo shabali. I did not gain anything by doing this. So you see there's three different times that a person is obligated to go to the uh, to the person that he offended. Rashi says, <laughs> In three verses, Three times will be seen in three people every be seen in one verse, and no verse is seen in three people. I have not seen it. I have not seen the yashare eviti hareshtayim, ve-lo shavali haresht-lo the passage. There's three different um, uh, stages that person has to go through. Now the the uh, nefashim uh, point out over here, the benish chai. Why do you have to go three times? So they say, the uh, benish says, keneged the nefesh, ruach, and the neshama. Which means, since when a person causes harm to his friend, he affects the person's neshama, and then we have to ask forgiveness to the three parts of the neshama. So the first group is can get the nefesh, and then the ruach, and then the neshama itself. <laughs> Comes the gemara and continues. Amar biyoseh bihanina hanina kol mevakesh Somebody forgiveness from his friend. You shouldn't ask more than three times. Shnei emar, Ana, Sana, verata Sana. Which means by uh, Yosef uh, and the brothers that they had the Mahlokit. So we see that uh, Yaakov uh, requested from Yosef three times, to forgive the brothers. <coughs> the word na represents a language of forgiveness. Masha. So it said, Ana, right, please forgive them, Sana ve'atana. So Therefore you see, it's it three times. After three times, no more. Now the Mephashimah Arshah points out, Yosef forgave them the first time. They don't have to go to Yosef more than three times, but the fact that the Torah used the word Na three times in the subject of Yosef and the brothers, we learned that that's the maximum amount of times that they would have to go to the brothers in order to ask for Meila, even though Yosef indeed uh, forgave them immediately. Now it should be noted over here, why? Why should it be as soon to go more than uh, three times? So the Benish guy points out because if the guy is still going to be stubborn and he's not going to forgive, it's a tremendous ketug against him. Now already every more time you go and he keeps on saying, I'm not forgiving you, already it's it's damaging to the person. Because now in Shammai, they're going to say, hey, this guy's not forgiving over here, now they're going to come after him. So you have to just leave it. But the Gebarat does say that there is still an option. Why? The imet... Meaning if the guy died, meaning the one that was offended, died. Now, this they made learns over here meaning, and you went to him already three times when he was alive. But he did not give you mihala. So if he dies, asarab adam, Bring ten people, umamidim al kivro. You go to his grave, وَأُمَرْ Hatati I sent to the God of Israel and to this man over here that I damaged. Now the Mefashim do point out why do you need 10 in order to bring the Shekhinah down. So now already you're uh, in front of the uh, Shekhinah, in front of the um, the uh, the Met. And therefore, um, right, he says here, Shemim Kum Asara Shekhinah. And therefore, at a Shekhinah, this, the mate will be Mukhel. Right, you brought the Shahina down already. Sheikhina's about The, the Met is not gonna forgive the uh, the person. Now, Kamsa Geburun says story Dabid Miyahabala Milta Lidabi Abba Bahadin Libid Miyah had an issue with Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Abba was offended by Rabbi Abba. Something happened. There was a uh, fighter. She says, <laughs> Rabbi Abba, yalul hitra'im al Rabbi Abba, shahatalo. Rabbi Abba sinned against Rabbi Abba. So the Gibra says, Azal, Rabbi Abba went, etiv adashad Rabbi Abba. He went, he sat at the threshold of Rabbi Abba. Seemingly, he was going to ask him for forgiveness. Byadet the when he was uh, when he was uh, sitting over there, what happened? when the maid servant was pouring out the water, she was emptying out the dirty water. Mata de maya So some of the uh, water, the dirty water, sprinkled on uh, on the head. Ama, so he says regarding himself, They made me literally like a garbage dump. He set upon himself the Pazuk that the one that's in the garbage, Right? God elevates the poor man from the garbage. So the book Binayahu explains over here that why did he use the word Ashpa? Because he says Ashpa is the words. Ish peh which means he felt bad now that obviously the reason why the Be'abah was upset that the Be'abah must have said something that was offensive to him so therefore he said Ashpa, meaning meaning I'm getting punished over here because peh because my mouth was used uh, the wrong way and then he goes on further and says that what? Yareem Ibion. so he says Yareem is the same letters as Yirmiyah and therefore, he, uh, he was uh, chastising himself. He says, now that I got uh, punished over here, so to speak, that the, the waters fell on him. So from the sin of the pit that he spoke, now Yirmiya should be uh, elevated. So what happened? Shamar Rabbi Abba Benafiq, Rabbi Abba heard what happened, so he went out to greet him. So he told him, He says, now... Already I have to uh I guess forgive you. Yeah. now that uh, Rabbi Yirmiyah said, I have to appease you. I'm here, I came to appease you, or Rabbi Abbas have to appease you You came to appease me. But now that my maid servant poured the water on your head by mistake, so now I have to come and give you appeasement. Alright, so therefore the Yirmiya came to ask for forgiveness. In the end, it would be abayas forgiveness for him because of what happened by the maid pouring the water on his head. Come to give says says Bezerah. Whenever he had an issue with a certain with different people, the Bezerah, the Whenever you had an issue with certain people, he used to walk across them, used to make himself accessible and walk next to them, and make himself available to them. Which is in order that what it'll be easier for the person to ask for forgiveness, which means that he would make himself readily available or in the neighborhood. So all of a sudden, the guy that he offended would bump into the bizaras. Oh, okay, yeah. please forgive me. Meaning he didn't make it difficult for the person to. Uh, find him. She says, "Mamsi left right, Lefne misha atal olay be kispenu mechilavim cholah. Maybe I was very eager to give mechila, so he put himself in a position where the guy would find him. To give a I tell the story now. Rav Hava le milta be hadei ahu t'abaha. Says Rav. One time had an issue with the butcher. Right? We had a look with the butcher. The butcher offended. Butcher offended him. Lo atal le kame b'magale the butcher did not come to ask for Mechila, even on Arif Kippur. Amar Iyuh, so Rav said, He says, you know what, I'll go to the butcher shop in order to appease him. Which okay. means, I'll go there and he'll see me and he ask for Mechila, so we can reconcile. So on the way to the butcher, Rav meets up with Ravuna. Yes, where are you going? I'm going to appease uh, so-and-so the butcher So Ravuna said Ezil abba, That's what they called uh, rab. Is actually going to kill the butcher What does Ravuna mean? The Gemara tells us what happened And he stood in front of the store So the butcher was actually cracking with the, you know, with the uh, axe or the hatchet, he was cracking the bones of the head of the animal. He lifted his eyes. He sees Rav standing in front of the store. He says to Rav, he calls him Abba. Abbaat, you're Abba. Zeal. go. I have nothing to tell you. So already, the, the butcher committed two sins of it. Number one, he... He referred to Rav by Abba, by his common name, not by his rabbinical title that they called him Rav. And number two, he told them, I'm not asking you for forgiveness, keep on walking. And they hinted him as he was cutting the head of the animal. A bone got dislodged, and it got lodged in his throat, you could jut it out and caught him in his throat and killed him. Because he committed a sin with his throat and called Rab by his name. He says, keep on walking. I'm not giving you any forgiveness. And therefore he got punished. I, so that's what Abu was saying. Uh, we, I, it seems he knew that what this butcher's uh, nature was. He said, he's not going to answer forgiveness. He's going to only get himself into trouble. But over here, I once heard a beautiful explanation. The Prophet says, Seek God out when He's accessible, call to Him when He is close. It seems the Prophet over here is giving Am Yisrael a good piece of advice. The Prophet is saying like this Whenever God is accessible, take advantage. Because teshuvah is very easy when God is close. So the Gemara says, When is that time? says, these are the days between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. During Asil mit Teshuvah, God is very accessible to the people. He's closer than any time of the year. Therefore, take advantage. But based on this Gemara, we might learn this Pasuk in a different light. The Pasuk is not giving us mere advice or heads up. The Pasuk is giving us a very severe warning. God comes down during the Asenim to Teshuvah to make himself accessible. Just like Rav went to the butcher shop in order to make it easier for the butcher to ask for forgiveness. But because the butcher did not take advantage of that opportunity, so now he was held doubly guilty, which is now his, his already his avon is compounded. Therefore, he had to pay with his life. Kalmachomer, when God comes down from the heavens, and now he's accessible to the Jewish people during Hashem and Teshuvah, and a person continues on his merry way, and does not repent as if he's telling Borei Olam, I got nothing to tell you, keep on walking. So therefore, the more so it's punishable. And therefore the Prophet is saying, I'm warning you, You better seek out God when he's accessible, because if you don't, that already it's a much bigger avon. So if a guy doesn't make teshuvah all year round, <coughs> it's avon. But during haseem it teshuvah. When God is uh, standing in front of your house, waiting for you to tell him, uh, you know, and you don't do that, that already is a much greater sin. Comes the Igemarai, continues. <laughs> Rav, Hava Pasik sidra kameh dirabi Rav was uh, learning pesukim, reading pesukim. In front of Rabbi, Rashid says, what is uh, Sidra? Parashat Mikrash al either they were studying or Kitubim. A'il ata Rabbi Hiya. In the middle of the uh, reading, who walked in? Rabbi Hiya. Hadad So they went back to the beginning. Because they started at the beginning of the Penashah, right? So he walked in the middle. Okay, oh, yeah, let's, let's start from the beginning again. Now she says, <laughs> He also wanted to read the Penashah. <laughs> so Rabbi, I guess Rabbi was the one that was reading. right? It was Rab Rab. So Rab was reading. Okay, he started again. kapara. <laughs> huh? They started reading again. Bar kapara walked in. They went back to the beginning. <laughs> he walked in. He walked in. We're gonna keep on repeating, keep on going back. No so did not go back, they continued. Ikpeed Rabbi Hanina. Hanina got angry, he got upset. Hey, I come in, I want you to start at the beginning. You're not gonna stop at the beginning, they uh, got he took it personally. Azal so Rav So Rab went in maale He went to him thirteen years on the year Yom Kippur to ask for forgiveness. But what? And Hanina would not accept appeasement. says, "What do you mean?" More than three times you're not supposed to. The says, Rav Shani. When you offend the rabbi, then already you have to go even a hundred times, even a thousand times. When are we talking about when you offend a regular person? But when it's a rav, especially the rav, because Abhanina was Rosh Hashiva, so then already it's unlimited amount of times. Now again, what I want you to understand Hanina's attitude over here. <laughs> The Gebarat teaches us that anybody that forgives He doesn't stand on his uh, Principle On his cavour uh, on his honor So God forgives him for all his sins Which means you have to be very easy In forgiving And God will forgive you There was a story He had a dream He saw Rav in the dream That he was hanging from a palm tree the Gemidian there's a tradition they call the If you see a man hanging from a palm tree in a dream he's going to become rosh shiva that's a sign that he's going to be elevated to greatness amar so he said Says it seems over I'm the rosh shiva right so now he says well now eventually Rav is going to have to take my uh, position so he says I'm not going to uh, let myself forget a piece in order that what that is going to be forced to go to be forced to go to Bavir they were in Eri Shisayel so now, he's thinking, no, I'm angry at him. i not going to be able to stay here. He'll have to go to Baveil. In the interim, he saves his life. But he's now ready. I got him to go study. So that's, excuse me, I'm So, of course, uh, it's an excuse to get him to go study. But furthermore now, I buy myself more time. Which means, once he's in Baveil, because the law is once already, it's the time for the next Rosh Hashimah, you can't have two kings Simultaneous So tabhana has to die So he wants a stall So if he's done I don't forgive you I don't forgive He moves to babel Now already he has longer time Fine when he comes back So now he has life That's where the she is Look at that she Look at that on the second line that's לאב שיתלאו בדקל says that he was he was the Rosh שיבאי he told gonna die he knows that you can't have two kings. On the let me get him away from here which means over there he'll become the Rosh so the contrary he'll so become the Rosh in Babel I don't have to die so therefore he sent him to his destiny just not here go over there and become the Rosh in uh, in Babel that's the explanation of what she says Tanur Rabbanan we have a Brayta Mitzvat Vidui Arab Yom Kippurim Im hashecha. the Mitzvat Vidui confession on Yom Im hashecha. that she says l'Achar achila. Once you the you ate the last meal, it's not by the way you're supposed to make the But the rabbi said you should make the do before you eat. So that no, Rashi she says Mahmat person might get drunk during the sa'uda, and therefore he's not going to be able to make teshuvah properly, so therefore make teshuvah before sa'udah temafzikhet. even though you made teshuvah before you ate, You should make teshuvah after. Why davar Maybe something happened, a certain sin you committed during the meal itself. So if you make one before, you make one after. even though you made teshuvah Shahrid Yitvede bimusaf Bimusaf Yitvede biminha Biminha Yitvede binehida And this With all the tefidot You have to make the bidu Ve'ekhan umro Now where is the bidu Inserted Yehid Akha Tafidnato Like we do it After the amida is over We say Rasulun Nefi And then we say The bidu the shaliach tibur, the hazan and the hazara, umro be He says it in the middle of the amida, like uh, the minhag is the hazan says it yeah. in the middle of the amida. My amar. What is the essence of the vidui? What is he supposed to be saying? So we have different tefilot. Amaravah, Amarav, amar av, olam. That part, if ata yodeya, raze olam, finecha, niglu, kol talmud, etc. Like we have in our marzoum. You know all the secrets of the world, etc. Uswoel amar, mima amake haliv. That's a certain tefilah. Don't no, call from the recesses of the heart. As she says, that's a certain tefillah. Mm-hmm. That's the pesuk you have to say. That Rebbein Hakalimin, she says, "No, atzit koteinu. Anachem mm-hmm. b'pelim taanu faneka, etc." Rabbi Yehuda Amar, "Ki avonoten u'rabu milim not. Our sins are too great to count. The hatatenu atzemu misaper are so great to enumerate." Rabbi Yehuda Amar, Rabbi Yehuda says the following tefilla individui elohai: "Ad she lo nosarti enichedai. Before I was created, I wasn't worthy to be created. This is based on the machloket." Was man better off that he was created, or would he be better off not to be created? The Gemara concludes, man would have been better off not to be created. Because there's more negative commandments than positive commandments. And therefore he has a better chance of messing up than succeeding. There's 365 don'ts and only 248 do's. so the Gemara he would have been better off not to be created. Because if he's not created, automatically he keeps the 365, no However, Now that I was created to keep the mitzvot And I'm not keeping the mitzvot It's like I wasn't created The whole purpose I was created was to do the good And since I'm not doing the good as I should I would have been better off not to be created What is man's composition? He's made up of dirt Although more so when he dies He's going to return to the dust God I am standing in front of you like a vessel filled with shame and humiliation from his sins please God I hope in the future I will not sin so Merok means to clean obliterate. Uh, obliterate rid of the with your mercy but don't do it through affliction now we have this tefillah in our yeah. uh, mahzurim ve'aynu vidwi'a dirava kulashatah <laughs> this vidwi'a dirava would say all year udrava minunah zuta biyumad kippur but the yorabiyum haminunah zuta would say it on kippur I once heard another interpretation of this tefillah Haqamim tell us that when a person gets humiliated, whether it's from uh, a friend or a, 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 an acquaintance, or anybody for that matter. So the Mushot of a person have the ability to Mekhapir. It's Everything is Minashamayim. Nothing is chance or happenstance. And God must have sent that person in order to humiliate so-and-so, in order to clean him a little, you know, to get rid of some of his Amonot. So the tefillah went like this. the Minun Hazutah stands in front of Borei Olam and says, Borei Olam, I have sinned in front of you. And therefore, I'm asking for Mechila. Please God calculate all the bushot that I got this year. And all the kilimot, all the humiliation and all the embarrassment and all the snide remarks and all the comments and all the digs and all the jabs. You see me? I'm filled with bushot and kilimot. Please use those bushot and kilimot that I got through the course of the year to erase and obliterate the sin. I got my yusurin already. I got the uh, abuse already. And therefore let the bushot and Kilima that I endured, let that be the kapara. Comes the gimana continues. Amar Mozutra, Lo Amal Ela, telo Amar, Aval Anachnu Khatanu. All these other prayers, they're only necessary if you didn't say Aval Anachnu Khatanu, but we have sinned. Aval Amar, Avala Nahnu Khatanu Tudor Tzariq What you say, Avala Nahnu Khatanu, that's the main viduy. But we have sinned, actually not, but indeed we have sinned? That already is the ikar viduy. Amar Bar Hamduri, Hava Kaimna Kamedeshwari says, Bar Hamduri says, I was in front of Shemuel, on Kippur, Vava Yativ, and he was uh, sitting. The Khmatash, the Hadis Mura, when the Shaliyah Seward got up, the Amar, Avala Nahnu Khatanu, he got up, Amen. which means that was the main vidui. He stood up for the vidui. He learned from that. We learned over there in Perakim Tanieh. Three times a year, the Kohanim make nisuot kapayim four times a day. What are the three times here that the Quranim make this Yud Kapayim four times a day? On fast days, that's referring to the fast days when there was droughts. And it is said they would proclaim fast days. What are ma'amadot? In the times of the Beit HaMikda'ash, you had to bring a Qurban Tamir every morning and every afternoon. This Qur'an was Qurban Sibur. The Quranim were in the Beit HaMikdash, the Diviim were in the Beit HaMikdash. Yisraelim needed representation. So therefore they would create a 24 groups of Yisraelim, that were called Anshayi Ma'amad. Part of the groups of Yisraelim would stand by the Qurban to represent all B'nei Israel as their Shalihin, that the Quran is being brought for them. And part of the men, Anshayi Muhammad would go to the synagogues and they would have a special prayer called the Tefilot of the Ma'amadot, they would read Sefer Torah, and they would fast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. When it was their, you know, week, when it was their uh, service. Now, during that service, they would also say, in all the tefilot. So we have uh, Taniyot, we have Ma'amadot, Ubiyaum Akipurim, Akipur. Now let's stop for a second. Now, she right away is going to tell us This cannot make sense, this statement Because we know, for example, on the Taniyot There was no Musaf Furthermore, on the Ma'amadot, there was no Musaf So therefore, what are you telling me over here Three times a year, the Kohenim would say Four times, the is Kepayim The only day you would do it four times is actually Kippur Because you have musaf, minha, So the she explains Based on the Gemara, it means Three times a year, the Kohenim would say Kohanim As many tefillot as there were and one of those times, it was even four times. Okay. Meaning, on the Ma'amadot, they did it even in Minha, which was not normally done all year long, as well as the Ta'aniyot, they also did it in Minha. So therefore, uh, uh, those days on the Ma'amadot, and the Ta'ani, and on the uh, first days, so that was done when? That was done three times. On Kippur, it was even done four times. Now, why do we normally not do the siyut kapayim will have the quranim make the katwim in minha, So the Gemara says only because of shikrut. Because we're concerned that they might have uh, drank and they become intoxicated. And therefore Quayim cannot uh, make the siyut kapayim if he is a shikur. However, on a fast day, no, nobody's eating. The quranim are not eating. Ma'amadot, they would fast. As well as the Tariq for the geshamim. So therefore the Gemara says those days the kat was done in all the prayers. The Gemara comes along and says now... My ni'ilat sha'arin One of the prayers of Kipur Sa'ad, Sha'arit, Musa'at, Menha'a is ni'ilat sha'arin the closing of the gates. What is this? The Gemara says, Rav Amar silota yitirta Rav says, yes, it's an extra prayer. It's the fifth prayer of Kipur I'm starting from Arbit. It's an extra tefillah that they pray. That's silota yitirta she says mitpalel she'bah kashara meaning you make seven blessings like you're making the other tefillot. Shmuel ma'anu, ma'hayinu. Shmuel just says, no, there's a certain paragraph. Ma'anahnu, ma'hayinu, etc. Like we have in the ma'zurim. And that's what we ni'ilah is. Which means it's a machlux, if you actually prayed an amidah of ni'ilah. Rav says yes, it was a regular amidah. Which Shmuel says, no, it's just a paragraph. Now, uh, it should be noted. Why do we call it ni'ilah Sh'arim? So the Mepharshim uh, point out uh, Either it means That the gates of heaven Are now being closed The That's the gates of heaven It's the end of the day And some refer to it as In the times of the Beit HaMikdash That's when the gates of the Beit HaMikdash would close right At night they close the gates The Nailat Sha'arim The closing of the gates Now the Gemara has a question We're going to bring a question Or Yom Kippurim. Oru Yom Kippurim means the night of Kippur. Okay, Leil Kippur. Met Sheva. You pray seven berachot in You have the first three, the last three, and then uh, the middle beracha. Umetvade in the Amidah You make a vidui. B'shalit met Pales Sheva. Umetvade. B'musaf met Pales Sheva. Umetvade. B'menachah met Pales Sheva. Umetvade. U'bini'ahilah met Pales Sheva. Umetvade. Right there, you have a question again, Shmuel. Shemail said, Nya'ilah is just a paragraph. Here we see clearly in the Brahita, it's a Tefirah. Now, delete the words, Tanna'ehi, Detanya Yom Kippurim, HaShecha. Okay, those words are deleted by the So Abba. So, start from, Mitpalel Sheba, or Mitvadeh. When you pray the seven B'rachot of the Amidah and make the Vidui, the Hotem Bevidui, the very Mimir. What's the Hatima? I mean, that middle beracha of the Amidah. Baruch Ata What's the Hatima? So the Bimir says you close the beracha with Vidui, meaning HaEl Hasulhan, the God that forgives. Rachemimomni okay. sheva. You pray seven again in the Ila as well. hoten. <laughs> You have an option. You want to end the barakah with uh, Ha'elah sulhan Fine. You want to end the barakah with the uh, Mekadesh Yisrael Yom Kippurim. Fine. Which Hachemim give you a, give you an option. Now that she understands this, that this last line is referring to all the tefilot. Meaning all the tefilot that you say the seven berachot, the B-Mir says you end up sulhan, the God that forgives and Hashem give you an option. Then she brings a second interpretation, this is only referring to nayila. Okay, so let's look at this last line over here. So you look at her The where she says Anytime you're making seven beragot Kippur Im mm-hmm. ava the second interpretation that she learned that this whole mm-hmm. statement is going by na'ila mm-hmm. but anyway that she says katani mm-hmm. the, mihat the, the point of question from the bright knows what sheva so. this is a refutation against mm-hmm. Shemuel. Kamsa Gebaran says, Ula Barath, Naqid Kamed Ravah. Ula Barath went down in front of Rabah. Now, he was going to be the Hazan. In the old days, the Hazan would have his uh, teva in a recessed area, which was was low, based on the Pasuk, that we're calling God from the depths. So then, whenever Hazan, we go up to the teva. They wouldn't say go up to the teva. They would say go down to the teva. So the Gemara says here, Nahit He went down in front of Rabbah Patah Right? He opened up the Amidah uh, with the middle Berachot. We starting off with Attah Bechartanu, Mikol Amim, etc. Uh, Rashi says uh, Okay? This was in the Tefillah of Nailah. Now, interesting. In that Rashi, it should be just noted. Like we learned either the Sha'arit or the Sha'arim of the Azara. Now what happened? The same, And he ended the prayer of na'ila by inserting the paragraph of Like we have, And he praised him. Right, in the حزلاء, I mean, he prayed the regular Amidah, seven Dirachot, like we're learning, but he added that vidui. Uh, and uh, he prays, that that's the right way you're supposed to pray. You're supposed to add that paragraph uh, in the Amida. <laughs> he comes along and says that that's only referring to the Hazan. But the Yahid. Even in Ne'ilah, he says the Vidu'i after the Amidah. Which is in the Hazara. he put it in the Tabachal That's in the middle of the Amidah. That's supposed to be. But when the Yahid prays, that's our the as well. We put the Vidu'i in the Ne'ilah after the... That's what uh, it in, maybe the which means, according to Reb Natan, he says the Yahid, says the Vidu'i, says the Berakah, the seventh Berakah of the Amidah, not the seventh, the middle Berakah of the Amidah, and after he finishes the Berakah, he says his... Vidui. Okay, whereas the Hazan, the Hazan says the Vidui and then after the Vidui makes the Hatimah Now regarding the Hatimah, we had a mahlok at the Mimir and Hakamim. Do you say A'ilah Sulhan or the same Kadesh al-Moysail, etc.? Okay, but everybody agrees that in the silent Amidab, the A'id, the Vidui is said after the Amidah, Okay, so again, Amar Tifilat ni'ilah potere t'achil arbit. Oh, Rav held that by praying ni'ahila, you're covered for arbit. You don't have to pray arbit on Motzei Kippur. Right, Motzei Kippur covers it. So the Gemara says Rav the Ta'ameh. Rav is following his opinion. The Amar Well, it's a tefillah, right? Could Rav held you actually saying seven berachot? The de le tulo tzerich. So it's already I prayed in Amidah at night because Rav also holds that ni'ahila was done. After it was dark, so if I pray the tefilat when it's dark, so I'm covered. That's my arbit. Okay, what else? Umi Amar Rav Echir. Where did Rav actually say this? The Amar Rav Hanachak Kaduvele Omet Tefilat Arbit Reshut. In my second berachu, we had a whole machloket. Is Tefilat Arbit Chova or Reshut? Rav held that Tefilat Arbit is voluntary. So what is he saying over here? That you portend it with naya. I don't even have to pray arbit. Mm. So therefore, what is he saying? You portend it arbit according to him is reshut. So the Gemara says, لَدِذْرَيْهَا yeah. omer Well, we say, yeah, according to me, for sure you don't have to pray of me, reshut. But according to the opinion that says, You still don't have to pray because Ne'ilah covered it. The Tosafot in Masechet uh, Berachot says that even according to the opinion that says reshut, it doesn't mean that it's optional. It just means that there's another mitzvah that can be done So you can involve yourself in the other mitzvah and you don't have to pray arbit. So therefore we have to say like this, that Mutsa'eh pur is like a Yom Tov. Because now you're gonna go home, you're having a festive meal, you're having a not we'll to break the fast. And therefore, even though we say that uh tifat shoot you should pray it, but not if there's another mitzvah that's gonna be done. So then we have to say that the eating is considered the mitzvah, and therefore even the uh just so I would say the shoot, in this case you wouldn't have to pray. And that's what I is saying, and i is saying the only question I'm dealing with over here is according to the Hoba opinion. Tad to I says Maybe we have a question. All you hey, or you make Kipurim. Right? Leil Kipur sheva or Leil Kipur, you pray seven berachot and you make the vidui. Shalit sheva or mitvade. Musaf sheva mitvade. Bene Aila mitpalel, sheva or mitvade. Arbait. Yeah. Huh, so by the way, there's an Arbit, Amot motzai Kipur mitpalels sheva. The first opinion says you pray seven. Meaning we don't make you pray the full Amidah. You no. can pray what's called <laughs> Havinenu. Ah. You pray the first Libraqot in Amidah, the last Libraqot in the abridged version in the middle. Because it's a fast. We want you to go home and eat. We don't want a Matriah to, we're not to pray a long Amidah. You can pray seven. Sheva me'en I say, Which is a abridged version of the 18. <laughs> The other rabbi says no. Rabbi goes, "You got to pray eighteen full. Why? The because we have a rule that in havinenu there is no atachon antanu. There's no insert for atachon antanu. I'm concerned that you might get confused. So therefore, since you have to say atachon antanu on because you're separating from kodesh to so you have no choice but to pray the full hamidah so you can insert atachon antanu in the fourth beracha. But what do you see over here?" You see over there that what you did pray, Arbit. arbit. Yeah. Rav, you just told me, even according to the opinion that says Arbit is Choda, Naila covers it. Here we have a that that's clearly saying what? That you, even though you prayed Naila, you still have to pray Arbit. Right. We'll to so what does that do with the Brighta? So to what says, Tana'i. It is exactly and indeed a Mahlukit. Tana'im, if Arbit is necessary to pray or not. Baruch adorah le'olam. Amen, amen.